0: Hi everybody, my name is Jim Burns and today we're all going to learn how to deal with angry, irate, and parents that bully right here in the Bully Proof Classroom. In this post 9-11 era, security has become one of the most important things that organizations face each and every day. Whether it be a public building, a sporting event, or a subway ride, everyone has the safety of their workers, the spectators, or the passengers on their mind. Schools are no different. And with the number of school shootings that have taken place over the years, schools today are very vigilant in their efforts in guarding the safety of their students and their teachers. I want to be very honest here, though. If a parent with the wrong personality and the wrong motive gets upset enough with a teacher based upon something that happened with their child, they will come into school and will seek you out for an unplanned conference, and they will demand to see you. If you work in a community-based school and something happened during the day, they more than likely will appear at your door the last thing in the afternoon before you go home. If you work in a school where students are bussed in, rest assured, they're going to appear at your door first thing in the morning. They will get in. They will bypass any blockade and will arrive at the point of battle and will spring a surprise attack on you. You will be unprepared and possibly be left to deal with this problem on your own for some one-on-one, hand-to-hand combat. Parents like this are not happy people. As a matter of fact, they're always looking for a reason to express their anger and you just happen to give them a motive to convert that reason to an excuse. The trials of life have worn them out and their teeth are like knives and their words can be sharper than any two-edged sword. They seek to bully and instill fear in others based upon their own imprint in life and use a loud voice as a way of getting what they want. They seek to put you on the defensive and promise you that if you don't give them what they want, they'll go up one side of administration and down the other until your head is served to them on a silver platter by the superintendent, the principal, or the board president. How do we deal with such unreasonable belligerent and inciting behavior? Well, there is a way, but it will take some work and effort on your part. What we have to understand is that our own imprint stands in the way. Our own imprint? Yes, our own imprint. We were all imprinted, and by that I mean the things that we fear the most were imprinted in our brain by the time we were about five years old. This is one of the reasons why when a parent comes in and begins to raise their voice at us, we can experience the same childlike fear that we had when mom or dad scolded us for our behavior. We need to begin to really believe that age-old adage that a barking dog never bites and work to overcome the fear of being yelled at, criticized, insulted, or maybe even berated. This is not easy. It's hard, but being aware of it can make all the difference in the world. We also need to understand that this parent is experiencing the same fear that we are experiencing, and because of their imprint, they believe that the best defense is a good offense, and they come in ready for a fight. My calm statement to these types of people is, you have mistaken me for someone who wants to fight. Our ability to have productive conflict is something that needs to be understood and we all should learn how to leave enough space in a conversation for a disagreement. So here are the ten steps that you'll need to take that will turn what could be an ugly confrontation into a productive conflict. It will save the dignity of both you and the parent, breed respect and make you both part of the solution. Not part of the problem. So here we go. Step one. Don't act surprised. At times we will just have a gut reaction because we know something happened during the day or the previous day. You probably had a feeling based on some past experience with the child or the parent that mom or dad would be coming in and are going to want to meet with you. Number two. Parents that greet you early in the morning or well after school are not there because they're happy about something. Be ready and begin to mentally prepare yourself for some questioning and possibly some accusations. Number three, be prepared for the parent to begin by raising his or her voice. Please let them do it. Of course, if they become so abusive, your comment to them could be, I'm sorry, I'm not used to being spoken to this way. You can either calm down or we'll have to schedule this conference for another time. No one should ever be abused. Number four, ask them to come into your room or a room and once they are seated, excuse yourself for a minute. This allows you the time to leave the room and let someone know what's going on. Ask a colleague to knock on your door in about 10 minutes and to inform you that they need to speak with you. If the meeting is going well, you can continue with the meeting. If not, you have an out. Number five, sit in clear view of the parent, not behind a desk. Your first objective here should be to sit in physical rapport. People can achieve physical rapport much more quickly than verbal rapport don't mimic the parent but rather mirror their body posture and position and also pay close attention to their breathing and do your best to breathe in cadence with the parent please be subtle and don't make anything obvious often I've been asked what if the parent crosses their arms and legs and presents a very defensive posture well try to remember crossed limbs If the parent crosses their arms, you can match them by crossing your hands and achieve the same result. Number six, be ready to let the parent speak. Don't interrupt. Your goal here is to practice good listening skills. If you choose to interrupt, you might be accused of arguing or disagreeing. Give the parent the floor for about five to seven minutes, always remaining in physical rapport. Number seven, after that five to seven minutes of good listening, change your body position. If the parent changes with you, you are now gaining control of the conversation and can now speak and express your concerns. If the parent doesn't change their body position, get back into physical rapport with them. Remember, the parent is relinquishing control of the conversation when they get into physical rapport with you. Number eight, get to the root of the problem as fast as possible and ask the parent, what do you want to have happen? Or, what would you like me to do? At this point, you are seeking a solution. If the parent asks you to do something that could be viewed as unreasonable, your goal at this point is to agree in principle only, not in content. A comment like, I see your concern, works well. Number nine, Don't argue or disagree with the possible solution. Remember, you're almost there and your goal at this point is to begin to end the conversation and have the parent leave. And number 10, plan to meet again. This gives you a chance to be more prepared and to be able to overcome objections. It also provides you time to speak with an administrator, a guidance counselor, or another human resource that could attend the next meeting with you and the parent my name is jim burns you have just been in the bully proof classroom and you have heard how to deal with angry irate and parents that bully